Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, everybody, on this episode of Box Office Breakdown, Walloping Web Snappers, the Spider Man took. The Spider-Man. I got to put the head, that right in front of him. He took number one at the box office, but more importantly, Carrie Lane saw some movies. Oh my gosh, we're going to talk all about that next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's box office breakdown. Hey, everybody. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Hi. Look at that. Are you there? I'm here. I am here, everybody. And so are you. Welcome to Box Office Breakdown right here on Popcorn Talk. Of course, this is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we'd like to prognosticate. There we are. About the box office that lie ahead. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. And what's up? My name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online on Twitter and Instagram as well at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And we have a live chat. And uh, if you are watching this live, feel free to join us. And if you're not, comment down below. That's right. And as always, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it, give oh, it that sweet. Go, 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 go. Give it what? Hey. Give it that sweet thumb up that's popping into frame right there. <laughs> And as Carrie mentioned, the, the chat's up and running. But the person that's making sure that you can hear us and see us and was in the studio just teased you last week with his very presence is back in the booth where, you know, I miss him already. Neil Plumley. Oh, hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us, Neil. Oh, it's good to see you guys. It's been hey. so long. Hey. Uh, my name's Neil Plumley. You can follow me at places where people are followed at the Neil Plumley, T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. How about that weekend? How about right. that weekend? Yes. Good weekend. Uh, of course, we only had one bet this weekend for the box right. office bet, and that was the number one film of the week, yep. Spider-Man Homecoming. We all bet on that. Final results, uh, as we jump right into it, $117 million. I don't remember our numbers. I went 105. Neil, what'd you have? Carrie was 145, if yeah. I remember correctly, and I hit 120. Right. Yeah, okay. you pretty much nailed it right on the head. But you know, never fear. It's all right, we all saw we it. all went and saw it for the first time in a long oh time. Oh my goodness, all three of us actually saw it. Absolutely, yes. Look at that. So more importantly, Neil and I will talk about it in a second. But let's talk to somebody that hasn't seen a movie that's been relevant to box office breakdown in a long time. <laughs> Caroline, what was it like seeing a movie in the theater? I know, I saw two movies. I know. Weekend, Look right? at you. Ugh. You went full force. Yes. I uh, made time, made it work. Look at that. Yeah. Well, we'll get to the second one that you saw <laughs> yeah. first. But since um, we're talking about Spider-Man. Yes, Spider-Man. So if you guys are listening, I am wearing a Spider-Man kids shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to specify, be like, no, this was a, it's, it's, it's from a kids underoos set. 
Nice. So I've had it for a while, and it's, it's a right. little short, but you know, it's fine. Um, then, oh, I don't have all my sound offs. There you go. Do you also have the matching briefs that go with I it? I do. Look at that. I did not wear those for this program. If you're, well, then you're not a true fan. Watching, you're like, no. I'm not a true fan. They're so, cool. they're so I'm, anyway. I'm wearing my, um, my Spider-Man briefs. Yay. Um, <laughs> no, I, um, I, I really enjoyed it. There are things about it afterwards that I can pick apart about the film, about Spider-Man Homecoming. But overall, while I was watching it, I was so happy. I enjoyed it immensely. I love the humor of it. I think casting is, um, uh, is phenomenal. I think he did an amazing job. Like, this felt like Spider-Man. And then... I kept having to remind myself that he's 15 because they're like, yeah, you're 15 and a sophomore. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But not that he looks old, but maybe I could have been more like 17, which that's only a two-year difference, but still. But I could believe him as being like a 15-year-old kid, which that's what Spider-Man's supposed to be when he's starting. Mm -hmm. Though I would argue it's funny for me as a kid when I watched the cartoons even though he was in high school, I totally felt they looked like they were in college. Yeah. I was like, no, they're they're in college. They don't look like me and my friends were in. That's true. But, um, but yeah. Anyway, I thought I just I thought the action was cool. Um, there there are definitely things that you could pick at, but overall, very fun superhero movie. Uh, just give me one thing that you that kind of nod at you. you okay, so apart. smaller things because even when the first. I would say the first Spider-Man movies, but I'm like, no. But the Tommy Maguire movies, when those first came out, I was like, when he had the web in his arm, I was like, no, he's supposed to make it, and that's so Spider-Man 2099, which I love the Spider-Man 2099 comic book, so that's why I was like. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, now, wait a minute. Um, but this one, I was a little bit concerned first with how he made the webbing, but then I'm like, okay, cool, he made it, that's good. He made the web shooters. Um, I thought how he got the suit was unfortunate. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but how the suit comes to be is... Mm. Yeah, we pretty much but, know from Civil War. If you've seen Captain America, oh Marcus, yeah, Civil that's War, true. He, yeah, okay, you know, fine. you know how he gets. But he doesn't make it, and it has so much involved with it that Spider-Man shouldn't really have access to. That you're like, mm, then it's it's another Iron Man suit. So it's like, mm. so that's a little bit of a thing. Also, something that I didn't necessarily, but I tried to watch the movie and not like compare it to other Spider-Man mythology. Just like, just sit and enjoy it. Just sit. Like just let them let them explain themselves in the movie, and then after you could go, hey, wait, you didn't talk about this because that's something too. Is like maybe the movie hadn't gotten to it yet. Right. Um, but we talked about this a little bit before. A thing that didn't happen in this movie at all, and I'm like, mm, well, it didn't bother me as much during, but after I was like, wait a minute, he doesn't have Spidey sense. It never comes up. I would be okay with if they had it, but he doesn't need to say like my spider sense is tingling he doesn't need to say anything but he could have had moments where he like senses something because even regular people you and i you can you, you feel someone looking at you or you just kind of like can notice something's off and you know take a look uh i would have wanted him to maybe have something like that like maybe like doesn't have to say something but can be more aware of his surroundings and what's happening 
No, and, and I would agree with you on that. I know Carrie and I, we did a little pre-show talk, everybody, right. about this topic. And they, uh, the director said that that was something that they shied away from only because it had been focused so heavily on the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire version. Yeah. So they thought they'd try something different. Not that it doesn't exist, but they really didn't put a fine point on it. So yeah. it does open the door to have it see explored a little bit more. Yeah. In an upcoming sequel, but yeah, I mean, it does. It, it is such a huge part that I could see uh, yeah. why it'd be cool to see Marvel to tackle it head on and say, like, yeah. yes, we've seen it before, but this is how we think it should be portrayed in the yeah. film instead. Like, they don't have to keep it the same as the other ones. Just like maybe have something else. Yeah, uh, Neil, what do you think? What? Let's hear your thoughts. Well, I agree with uh, most of the points that you guys are making there. Some really good takeaways I took away from this movie. The casting was out of this world. Oh I yeah. Thought. Mm-hmm. Like, when we look at the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, and he's going through his high school career, um, Mary Jane Watson, uh, uh, remind me the actress who played Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst looks like a supermodel, and that is not realistic for a high school sweetheart to look like. Also, Flash Thompson looks like a bodybuilder in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. And that is, that's a very comic book sort of... Um, idea of like what the high school villain would look like. Mm-hmm. I like how this movie had a very realistic version of what these characters would look like. Flash sure. Thompson looked like an ass. <laughs> he looked like a jerk, and yep. that was great. Like he just he that's what he, he sort of came off as that. He had like the popped collar that Flash Thompson had, but Flash Thompson looked like a chiseled piece of rock. Yeah, it was more and of this, a, a mental uh, mental yeah. uh, opponent as opposed to a physical. Yeah, physical. exactly. Which that's this, fine. This kid sort of just looked like a punk, and he acted like a punk, and I yeah. really, really liked that. Um, also, I'll say that this villain is by far like one of the scariest villains I've seen, just because of the way that he like, just the way he, that he attacked Peter in the movie, and he attacked like other sure. people and things was so quick and precise and he knew exactly what he was doing and how to operate the suit that he was in yeah and it was like terrifying for him and i thought that that, and the little green beady eyes were great Mm -hmm. i thought that that was amazing and um i had another point i can't remember it right now i'll get back to you if i can uh i like this in the chat i think it's zaya says so you all are basically saying he's iron spidey spider basically not spidey uh, kind of, because a couple people are like, "Well, his spider senses was the suit," which I'm still like, "No, I want him himself that to be an ability, like that's part of it." And then a thing too that we talked about a little bit before it didn't bother me in the movie, but again, it's one of those when someone brought it up after I go, "Oh yeah, that's kind of true." Um, his stickiness of his fingers and hands is generally amazing for the whole beginning of the movie, and then there's a whole bunch of parts where he's slipping on sliding on so many surfaces that you're like, "No." You should be sticking to that. Um, Though my only argument to that would be his better uh, work with that was with his own suit. So it's a material he knows. And Tony's suit is not as good. And it's not the right material. So then that could be for two because even on his, uh, like his fingers were exposed on his homemade costume. I don't even think I noticed that. Oh, okay. So so allowing a lot lot more direct contact uh, to surfaces. Uh, You know, I uh, certainly... Spider-Man is such an important part of the Marvel Universe, and having him as a standalone character, I mean, you know, certainly I'm more of a fan of the Sam Raimi films, especially the first two, than Mm -hmm. the the subsequent third or even the Andrew Garfield ones, but this is a character that benefits so much more by having him put finally in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I just thought it fits 
he's a better fit in there. He's a nice counterpoint to all the other heroes. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, how they tie it in with the other films, too, is fantastic. I thought that was super fun. Not spoiling anything, but just how they tie how he's introduced into this now is just entertaining and yeah. fun. Um, I had someone complain. Okay, now well, I guess we'll kind of break it down a little bit. Um, someone complained on Twitter. A friend of mine was saying how the female characters were just really weak. Uh, May, I'm totally cool with her being younger. I don't mind that that's a change. I don't mind that we don't get a backstory on her slash why what happened to Peter's parents or anything like that. I, I don't think it's important. Well, Something I think happened. That, yeah, I mean, we know the origin of Spider-Man in, in yeah. the sense where he has lost his parents. He's been raised by his uh, his aunt and uncle. Yeah. His uncle passes away due to what Peter sees perceived as uh, negligence on his part. I, I felt in this one something, an accident kind of happened because when he wasn't available, she kind of was like, don't do that to me. Like, an accident happened to the other family members. Uh, I felt the girl that he Peter has a crush on was very kind of a little bit two-dimensional, like not a whole lot going on. Like, she's a pretty face. However, in high school, when you're a young kid, a pretty face is enough of like, I love you because you're so pretty. Um, though she's very intelligent and she's nice and uh, not overall a bad character but you know it's not not a lot of depth to her however with um i was like what is her regular name when we learn her reveal michelle um michelle i we don't get a lot from her as like a development or anything but i i i got her right away of like she's cool i thought she was cool she's the kind of on the fringe she's very observant um She's very intelligent, outspoken. She's like, yeah, I want to go protest before we do the thing. And I'm like, you're awesome. She just is this cool kid. Though we don't get a lot of her, I felt I understood her enough within those beats. Yeah. I I feel like, certainly, I love the the, the what I enjoyed most about Civil War and his appearance, uh, Spider-Man's appearance, was, was the, just that dynamic you got to see between Aunt May and Peter Parker. And I was looking forward to seeing more of that here. And if she's not, Marissa Tomei is not given a lot to do in this film. Mm. I mean, what she does, she does well, but mm-hmm. there's not that much of it. I feel like the way that the film ends, you feel like the next film, there's going to be a lot more between. With her, sure. Which I, I'm looking which, forward to. Which, side note, stay all the way, all the way, all the way through the credits. There's a fun little gem at the end. Not necessarily part of story building, but it's entertaining. Yeah, very true. Uh, I had people leave, and I'm like... Why, did you do what? your public duty and scream at them to stop? I know. Why are you leaving? Um, I, I have been in the theater <laughs> when I knew there was something in it at the end and people were leaving. I'm like, don't leave yet. Um, I do have uh, another point yes. that I thought of, a positive note about this movie. Yeah. The soundtrack I thought was the best Marvel soundtrack I've heard in quite some time. The score was composed by Michael Giacchino. Yes. Um, great composer. I love his work. And... I noticed several moments when they called back similar themes of Spider-Man, like a, like a little Peter Parker Spider-Man theme when he was doing heroic things. When he saved his, uh, no, I'm not. No, I just realized I'm about to go. Into <laughs> when he did, yeah, they played his theme, and when he uh, when he did some other heroic things, they played <laughs> it again. And they and I really love that callback. I've been a huge, uh, I, w- one of my biggest pet peeves about the MCU is that they just neglected soundtrack in general and i've yeah. talked about that several times in the show and i thought that that was a big uh n- not necessarily a breakthrough but a g- it's good step in the right direction for this movie now i don't think it's on the same level as um in the uh, sam raimi spider-man movies because those soundtracks and themes were so iconic um but this i thought this was very good they i thought you know disney normally plays it safe with their soundtrack 
I thought they felt I felt like they took a small risk on this one, and I really think it paid off. Well, just even with the because he tweeted out a while ago that he was going to do a tweak on the Spider Man, uh, the original '60s Spider Man cartoon yeah. with that, and I just like that, that was at the opening, right? It right. was yeah, the, I over, like the, over the Marvel credits, yeah. So so cool. Uh, I don't really remember this. The soundtrack. I'm like, I saw it yesterday, but it didn't stand out to me. But I feel that's a good thing. I feel soundtracks should add to your movie. Not you shouldn't notice it in the sense of like, oh my gosh, there's music. Uh, I remember getting ahead, but uh, Neil, I think it was you maybe said with Baby Driver last week or something that uh, the soundtrack is constant or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Um, I was thinking of there's a movie in the name of the king, which it's not horrible, but it's not great. That one has music playing the whole time, but it's like soundtrack music, like or more, sorry, more like a score. Oh my gosh, it just doesn't shut up, and you're like, turn it off. <laughs> so I don't mind if music's playing the whole time, but you kind of it adds to your world instead of you going, there's still music going. Like that's when you know it's bad soundtrack slash score. Yeah. So it, I didn't notice Spider-Man didn't stand out to me to be a superb soundtrack that I go, wow, this is amazing. But I enjoyed it. I yeah. generally was smiling the whole movie. I'm like, this is really cool. This is fun. And, it yeah. is definitely a smaller Spider-Man film compared to the other ones. I mean, he's basically in Queens for the most part. Yeah. Uh, the stakes are a lot smaller than the other ones. It's not world, uh, you know, the world's on the line or anything like that. It's more, uh, but I like that. Mm-hmm. It's Spider-Man just, you know, kind of lear- finding his place in the world right there. And you see, like, at, you can definitely see, like, the five-movie five, st- five movie arc that Kevin Feige has in store for him. So mm-hmm. uh, where he's going to be going next in uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War and then Avengers 4 and mm-hmm. then his final, uh, his sequel, Spider-Man Homecom- Homecoming 2 or whatever that Yeah, be. no spoilers in the chat, people. I saw somebody else say that, and not this terribly, but there are some people that are watching this that, you know, we try not to do any spoilers as well. Because people like me don't always get to the movie opening weekend. So I'm, uh, I'm just going to go out right now. I'm going to say, I'm going to predict that uh, Spider Man's sequel is going to be called Spider Man Graduation Day. Oh, that'd be fun. Because I feel like. Sure, this right. was Homecoming, and then that's jump ahead to Graduation. Because I he, dig it. His second film, it takes place right after Avengers 4, and it's supposed to be your first new shot of what the the Marvel Universe Phase 4 will look like. I dig so it. I feel like that's, if you're going to have him that, he's graduating both in high school and also. In terms of the Marvel Universe is graduating or something else. So remember this, Neil. Write this down. We'll see you there in 2019 when I've when we all assemble again. I think again. you're right. I'll write yeah. that down, but I'm going to write down my prediction for the sequel. Okay. Spider-Man Chess Club. Ah! <laughs> He's going to need to use his mental intelligence to d- defeat his next enemy. <laughs> you know, and, and maybe it's because they there also... There were some random funny moments, too, like that. There were just funny, like, which I appreciate, because as a fan of, like, the Spider-Man comic books and cartoons and the movies, I mean, I probably mostly attached to the cartoon, and then I've also read many of the comics. It's supposed to have a lot of humor in it, because he's sarcastic. He's funny. He makes jokes. And I feel this really captured that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought it was just a nice updating because you can't. I don't want. I don't want something that I was originally written and conceived in the '60s being brought so faithfully to the screen now. Yeah, no. It's so. It's so much different now. Yeah, I, yeah. That now we're seeing him enter in a cinematic universe that has been around since 2008. Mm-hmm. Seeing him enter in there, so I like the updating that they've done yeah. to his origin. Uh, Ken Jack says the second film is going to be his junior year, not senior year. Well, technically, you could still have him graduate a year early. Well, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Because uh, he could, you know, have uh, uh, get his GED and just graduate early. Uh, that's that's true. There you go. He he's, could. he's on that. He's very program. smart. Yeah. Um, the, the nice thing about it is the way he's setting him in sophomore year. You know, at least you have 
two more years if yeah. you want if you wanted to yeah. as fertile ground for for high school yeah. because the other the other Spider-Man films they always kind of just kind of name checked high school in the in the first film and then just kind of moved on past yeah. that in uh, the Well, this ones. kid actually felt like he was in high school, so yeah. Yeah. Um, though I think somebody also didn't like the fighting as much and felt there was too much with it, but I'm like, no, and they wanted more of like the high school, like that was. I felt there was a good balance of between, like, realistically shifting between the two. Yeah, I, I, I was fun with that. I never yeah. felt like I was getting anything. Listen, I mean, I thought it was fun. Yeah. So I mean, I already saw it twice. So I'm, I'm, I'm digging. Obviously, it. you really liked it. I really, really did. So that was our, yeah. uh, our number one film of the week. Uh, coming in number two, though, Despicable Me, another thirty-three point nine million dollars to its coffers. Did not see that one. Well, you missed out there. Uh, still, just kind of a eh, whatever on that uh, that series. I feel like I should like that series more. I know I said that probably said that last week, and I just can't really. Oh, yeah, I heard a radio one, and they were like, "Oh, it's horrible." <laughs> it's not horrible, but it's just like yeah. Yeah, they just didn't care. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three, another film that Carrie Lane decided to finally get I on board know. and see in the theater, Baby Driver. I saw that this morning. Uh, look at that, another twelve point seven five million dollars. Okay, so Baby Driver, I also thoroughly enjoyed. Not... Just know that Neil is here, so be gentle. <laughs> I know, right? Um, the thing with that one, though, too, is I. It doesn't. I, not that it ends bad. But it doesn't, like, Spider-Man, you leave it, and it's, like, an up feeling, like, yes. So Baby Driver, I I thought it was, like, great high mode, and then the end was a little more, like, okay. But if that makes sense. Yeah, but I, I feel but like. But that's okay. But my personal yeah. enjoyment of a film, I need, I want to leave feeling up at the end, unless it's not supposed to be that kind of movie. But I feel like he gave you your cake and got to eat it, too. Cause, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that it's realistic. That type of film can enter in, in, end in yeah. one way or the other. Yes. And this one, he decided, what if yeah, I fine. combine both? Uh, yeah, I thought it was good ending, um, and I I did like the music, and I feel with this one, music playing constantly works perfectly because he's always listening to his iPod. Mm-hmm. I have an iPod shuffle. I don't have an iPod, but I remember my friend having those and like swirling around. Uh, and yeah, I thought it worked because he's always listening. Uh, I am glad I kind of probably watched it after you all talked about it because I did notice how there were actually quite a few scenes that had the long takes which was so fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, to orchestrate all of that was so good. I, I, what were your complaints of who, what characters were you? I felt like the Kevin Spacey turn at the end. I was just kind of like, huh, all right. I was okay with it. Were you? Yeah. Hmm. It seemed a little, no. Yeah, I didn't really, I was like, oh, that's an interesting turn. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, I, didn't, I wasn't bothered by it. Um, I, I didn't like that, with, like, the one group, there's, like, the total asshole guy, and the second group had another asshole guy. And you're just like, they felt, that felt a little too, like, I, I don't know, like, uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes you wonder just, is, if you're going to be doing a heist, mm-hmm. you need to have an asshole in there. I guess, yeah. is, that, is that a necessary ingredient to pull off a heist? Yeah, and I mean, like, and not that all robbery criminal people should be happy, perfect people, but... Like, John Hamm's character is... I, I get his kind of guy of, like, I do these things and whatever, but I'm not, like, an asshole about it, you know? Yeah. Um, there... I I think how the the ride is is very fun. Uh, the driving's awesome. I must say, watching that movie and then having to drive for an hour, not probably the best plan, because then I'm, like, driving on <laughs> the freeway. <laughs> um... It's, it's the same when I watch, like, Fast and the Furious, and then... Uh, anytime you watch, like, a really car-driving movie at Fast, and you have to get in the car, you're just like, 
This was a bad influence. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, it was fine. Neil, have you only seen this once in the theater? Uh, yeah. Will you I've be seeing it, it a second time, time or no? Uh, I, man, I'd like to, but I, just, I don't have the time to. So probably yeah. just the one time in theaters for me. But as soon as it's available uh, for home viewing. Oh, yeah. No, I'll pick it up on the bluest of rays. Oh, uh, look at that. And throw it onto my television. And it'll be yeah. playing nonstop. Uh, T-Y, I think it's T-Y in the chat. Uh, we just talked about Spider-Man, so if you're watching this live, I'm afraid you're just going to have to tune back in later when it's online, because we talked about Spider-Man for a while. Yeah, but just know that we yeah. liked it. We I mean, did. Loved it. It's go. good. Yes. Uh, Baby Driver, I think, was also excellent. I don't know if I'd say, like, I loved it. Like, Spider-Man, I probably was like, oh, I love that. That was great. It was really, like, I, yeah, smiling most of the movie. This one I really enjoyed as well. Uh, it was a good good weekend for the movies for me of like yes this is i was happy to go happy to see it um yeah all the characters are good i mean okay there's one thing of uh bad guys picking up guns scene it was probably a dumb setup of sending those people to do that thing Mm, gotcha like why would you send them when a situation can easily get out of control you should have sent somebody else or you should have gone to true well anytime you send i feel like if you're gonna send jamie fox into a situation his character yeah it's uh yeah it's not yeah. gonna go the way you expect. And it what happens with him? I totally saw that coming. With Jamie Foxx's character. Oh yes, mile away. Which was frustrating. <laughs> I felt like he he didn't even put such a pin on that, and I was like, I was okay, but I was like, yeah, but you knew. I knew. Yeah, you're and like, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm that person who I try not to get ahead of a movie. I try not to. I don't want to, and I know other people just do it automatically. But I, like in Spider Man, going back to that, a reveal of who someone is. I didn't know super in advance, but I knew enough that when it happened, my audience was like, <gasps> I'm like, really? All right. Okay. Nah. I got that a couple beats ago, but. Carrie Lane's just on it. No, I was, I was anyway. Um, but yeah, Baby Driver I thought was really cool and another, um, just another cool movie to go check out. Oh, good. I liked it a lot. It was fun. Well, it's got the Carrie Lane seal of approval. I know. I got lucky. I got a weekend where both of them, I was like, yes, I like these movies. Oh, very nice. Yes. Uh, yeah, and to jump back to Spider-Man for one second, for those yeah. of you who may have been worried who haven't seen it yet, uh, the, the commercials and trailers will make you think that Tony Stark plays a lot, uh, has a lot to do in this film. It's more. Oh, it's, no, it's he's very minimal. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a Spider-Man film with some sprinklings, so... Yeah, that is a problem when some trailers make you think characters are in it a lot. Like, I kind of wondered with Baby Driver, like, John Hamm's not in it a lot. But I noticed in the credits, they're like, and? I'm like, oh, if it's an and or a with, that person's barely in the movie. <laughs> I learned that early on, which is just, uh. uh Alvin says Carrie's just too smart for the movies. No, I'm, mm. ge- I'm mm, I generally, I've been with other people that get go way ahead faster than I do. Uh, I, I just don't mind it if, like, I figure something out and then it happens, like, the next beat. I just don't want to figure it out, like, if it's a show. Oh, my goodness. Like, I've seen TV shows where I'm, If the characters figure it out, like, shortly after you do, great. But if I have to wait till the next episode for them to figure it out, you're just like, oh, come on. Yeah. It's like, I, I, Your on. audience isn't stupid. Like, let's do it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, coming to number four, Wonder Woman for Woo! Warner Brothers. Another $10.1 million. Man, already uh, domestically yeah. three hundred and sixty-eight point seven million dollars, doing well. Yes, uh, only a thirty-five percent drop. So I think we're all wrong with our top five. Looking at this, uh, I was really close. Yeah. yeah, I was about what was it? Uh, Twelve million for Baby Driver and ten for Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah, I had them flipped. So mm-hmm. uh, I was pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and number five, uh, you know, domestically, whew, not doing well. But Transformers: nope. The Last Night. 
another six point three million dollars. Uh, I mean, certainly that is the, uh, the the sign domestically not doing well, but uh, it, internationally it's yeah. doing well. It, we're going to see more Transformers films, but yeah. I feel like you know Paramount's got to realize they they got to get it together. If Change wanting, something up, yep. Yeah, to get that domestic goodness there, and I feel like a lot of that's going to come with having a new director on board other than Michael Bay. Uh, I think it's Jalzen in the chat said, "What's better, Baby Driver or Get Out?" I don't like comparing cross genres because then it's it's different what you're going for. Gotcha. But in you know, terms of just like a, an, an enjoyable experience, yeah. Maybe Baby Driver, if only because Get Out was a... See, the problem is I saw Get Out when people were already talking about it, and then I'm... Then that tainted my opinion. Gotcha. Because I wasn't surprised with what the twist was. True. And, At uh, all. And if and, I had been surprised, I probably would have been like, that was awesome. But the, the twist, I was like, did y'all see this other movie? True. I know she's got her issues yeah. with, with keys and... <laughs> Skeletons and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're different. I don't, again, don't like cross-genre comparing just because they're different kind of movies. Which one would you be more excited about? If somebody like said, hey, you know, I've got, oh, I got a DVD. Yeah, I've got a DVD here for you of one or the other. Which one are you going to pop in first? I was going to say, actually, I would go with neither. I didn't love them so much that I'd want to, like, rush to watch them. That, I don't believe that was an option posed to you. It was either Baby Driver or Get Out. Fine. I guess... I feel like you want to see well, Baby Driver, Driver. If only because Get Out, you already know what's going to happen. But then again, you can watch to look for those things ahead of uh, in advance. Now that you know, hmm. which I do like that in rewatching. All right. I don't. I'm like Neil. I'm like I don't have time to rewatch once I've already seen. Very rarely. But yeah. All right. Well, that was yeah. a very non-committal answer, Carolyn. I know, right? Uh, the chat's excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, there we go. We got Yash. Uh, uh, get out was good, not mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. But they also said not uh, not really not scary enough, but entertaining. Yeah, other than entertaining, but not yeah. super scary. Uh, so internationally, guys, of course, the name of the game is Spider Man. Uh, so Spider Man Homecoming has yes. come out swinging, setting a new bar for Peter Parker at the international box office. Opening on 23,400 screens in 56 markets this weekend. Hmm. Uh, the John Watts helmed reboot uh, grossed $140 million. Speaking of John Watts for a second, very much, uh, I mean, he did Cop Car with Kevin Bacon and then he jumped in here into to Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Very similar to, like, uh, I was reading an article where they compared him to Colin Trevenaugh, who did Jurassic World and is now doing the, uh, the last episode nine for Star Wars. Mm. But uh, basically, just comparing them to. An example of somebody that did more of a small film than jumping up to a bigger yes. budget. Uh, feeling that he, Colin, did not execute as well with Jurassic World as John Watts did with Spider-Man Homecoming. And I would agree. Sure. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like this. I enjoyed this experience much more than I did Jurassic World. But anyway, uh, it's uh, basically it's grossed $140 million there uh, internationally. So that's the biggest bow ever for a Spider-Franchise in the same set of plays at today's rate. It's uh, landed number one starts in 50 of its offshore debuts and sells 38% of rollout ahead, including such key markets as China, Japan, France, Germany, and Spain. Combined with domestic, the total global is $257 million. So look at that. It's actually tracking ahead of its uh, Marvel cousins, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, and the previous incarnation of Amazing Spider-Man, so a plus 29% above that, mm. and Wonder Woman, a plus 59%. Mm-hmm. The uh, and, and basically, as it came in well above the uh, pre-weekend like, predictions, which topped out at about 110 million dollars. So, uh, and then also, I mean, Spider-Man was just dominating the charts, but we also had the Despicable Me three internationally. It mm-hmm. got 139 million dollars in 60 markets, and it was w- uh, bolstered by a w- record-breaking start in China. 
Mm-hmm. So basically, it has an offshore total of two hundred and ninety-eight point four million and a global haul of four hundred and forty-seven point six million dollars. So I imagine we're going to see some other Despicable Me film. Yeah. Probably mm. made some money. It's going to happen. Oh yeah, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, so uh, coming up, uh, of course, next week, uh, certainly the, the big film. We got really one. Uh, you know, we got one, one, one huge film. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, we're just going to go with Planet of the Apes. Oh, excuse me, War for the Planet of the Apes. You can mention the other. Movies. I think we have we have Wish Upon. It's going wide, you know. It's Ryan Philippe, but it's you know who knows how many screens it is. We're just going to be focusing on War for the Planet of the Apes. Sure, thirty eight hundred screens from Fox. Trailer though for Wish Upon doesn't look bad. Yeah, it looks right. It's like eh, eh, eh. yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's going to be wanting to see how. Uh, uh, how he, Matt Reeves sticks the landing mm. for this whole uh, the closing his his trilogy here for this film, mm-hmm. uh, and of course I, I, there are from what I've read little nuggets that other directors if they wanted to come out and continue the story there that possibility does exist mm. so we'll see what happens but I've been uh, I've been enjoying this this is this has definitely been a reimagining that I've really enjoyed have you guys watched both the films Dawn and Rise I think I only saw the first one. Weren't that didn't excited love about it? it? No, you didn't no. love it. I thought I, I, I thought it was. I like the classic one. <laughs> well, you know, there's something about the makeup for those classic films that is just, it's just fantastic. It, they're just fun in their yeah. way, and I thought, I don't know, I just couldn't get into the new one. So I, don't, I think I saw the first one was like, and then I didn't see the second, and now the third, I was like, mm. oh, yeah. all right, uh, Neil, how about yeah. yourself? I am. I'm a fan of these movies, but I'm more of a fan of Andy Serkis in these movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I mean, I'm also a very, uh, very big flag holder for performance capture mm-hmm. uh, actors. Andy Serkis being the um, most prominent one between them. Yes. At least the most well known. Um, you know, he's he started off with Gollum. He did Kong, and now he's done uh, Caesar in the Planet of the Apes. Um, his work in the last uh, movie was it, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yes, was fantastic. I saw like some behind the scenes stuff of him talking with some of the other actors, and they they came to him for like, hey, how should I act in this scene? And uh, the the advice he gave them was just incredible. And then watching that, those scenes played out, knowing how he was approaching that process was just fantastic. And I think that he is probably um, is probably the reason why I want to go see this movie. For hmm. sure, mm-hmm. is that Woody Harrelson? Uh, Woody Harrelson shaving his head? No, I think Woody Harrelson shaving his head. I mean, I love Woody Harrelson, but he can shave his head in any movie, <laughs> and I'm not interested in seeing his scenes in this one. Oh, he just looks okay. like he's going to be a mean guy. I'm interested wholly in seeing Andy Serkis be Caesar. I think it's fantastic what he does. Mm-hmm. No, it uh, it should be. It, yeah, I would agree. I mean, certain performance capture is just some, such a not as recognized as it should be. Oh. Uh, art form. Girls Trip releases July 21st. Some people are asking about that. Yes, don't worry, guys. Yes. Uh, that's a little bit in advance, or is that's, it? Yeah, it's uh, Comic Con weekend. I won't be here. Well, uh, I was going to say, you're not here either, right? No, well, next week we'll have some. We're taking a little summer hiatus. Uh, we'll be breaking we'll that all down. We'll discuss that all, yeah, for y'all later. Uh, next weekend. Yep. But uh, yes, mm-hmm. you know, the, the summer's come, and Carrie Lane's an important person and needs to travel the world. You know, I'm not important. I'm just gonna go home and cry for a while. It's just continuing my reality show career. No, I'm just kidding. That's right. <laughs> if you guys didn't know, I was on an episode of a reality television show. Which one? 
Uh, Finding My Father on the Oxygen oh, channel. Oh, ever. Yes, yeah. okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, look at this. She's a star. So right check it out. Right. So, uh, of course, we've got uh, War of the Planet of the Apes, what we've been talking about. But before we do that, we like to do a little box office rewind of somebody that's been in one of the films that we're going to be talking about. And just so happens to be, uh, as Neil's been talking about Andy Serkis, I thought, well, why don't we take a look back at, at some of his work? Basically, we all know what his tops are going to be. It's going, it's, uh, it's going to be all his films with Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. So I'm just basically getting away from that. All his non, uh, you know, fantasy uh, superheroes, uh, action adventure films. We're going to focus on what's down there after that list. So uh, coming in at number five for him was Twenty Four Hour Party People back from two thousand two. Wasn't that one with Macaulay Culkin in there? I was going to say, I don't think I know yeah. that one at uh, all. $34.9 million. That's what that opened up. Uh, $34,900. $34, That's what that opened up. A very Whew. small opening for yeah. Mr. Circus and that. Uh, number four was Career Girls from 1997. I haven't heard of that. I don't think so. Uh, made $93,000. Uh, we also have number four, excuse me, number three is Inkheart. I liked Inkheart. It was 2009. fun. Young... Uh, YA fiction kind of made movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I tried reading the book. I didn't get to finish it, but overall I enjoyed it. Uh, that made $7.6 million. And uh, then coming in at number two, The Prestige. I like that movie. I really a enjoyed lot. that one. Uh, that came out in 2006, really $14.8 million. I really liked the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it came out, so it was The Illusionist. Wasn't that? They were both yeah. right around the same time, but I like both of them, actually. They I were think, different. Yeah, they were different, but I think if I would probably put The Prestige just only because, you know, it's, it just it hit a couple more of my little geek buttons about, you know, uh, to see who was in there and stuff. I mean, you get to see uh, Tesla in there. I'm like, all right. That's... Well, I'm thinking magic and so, and jumping ahead a little bit, but did you see the trailer for The Greatest Show on Earth? Is it Greatest Show on Earth? Oh, with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I did not get to watch the trailer. Oh, How was it? Trailer. It's good. Yeah. I, I'm excited. It looks I kept really on good. seeing like the teaser, like, they're oh, like hey, it's going to be dead. It's going to be dropping. Yeah. And I never got a chance to watch it. It looks cool. It's, uh, is it all about Ringling Brothers or no? Yes. The tra- way the trailer goes is it's him not doing well with like a job, something, and then gets the. Oh, sorry, I'm like, where's this hair coming from? Um, uh, gets this idea and then wants to start a show and then it's about him creating the show but it's also a musical I think from as oh. I understood from oh, the trailer interesting uh, and then it's more about the circus and stuff so I oh, think it's cool. should be kind of cool uh, mm-hmm. is it, what taking place like in the 20s yeah ooh I don't know the time when it's supposed to be when it's supposed to be yeah like right now <laughs> no with the actual history of it yeah oh that's cool I, I definitely gotta go watch that trailer uh, mm. and then we also got uh, number one for Andy Serkis's non-fantasy uh, superhero uh, films 13 going on 30 with Jennifer Garner right there back in uh, 2004 21, 000, 21 million dollars I enjoyed that movie which that one uh, 13 Th- going on 30 I thought it was cute Jennifer yeah. Garner Mark Ruffalo yeah so I know Flushed Away is awesome is it? That's the voice one. Yeah, it was really good. I've, I mean, I, uh, I've never, I've, I haven't It was watched really that. funny. I remember seeing like an advanced screening or something and was like, this movie's really funny. Is it done by Arden? Because uh, it did like Wallace and Gromit yes. and all that. Oh, interesting. Very similar style. Um, I think Hugh is a voice in that as well. Oh, interesting. Maybe? I forget. Well, I just remember I liked it. It was cool. There's also the Adventures of Tintin that he did the voice of. I think I saw that, but I don't think I loved that one. I, I think I thought it was kind of weak. I wanted to like it, right? Yeah, more. yep. Did yeah, you, me too. Yeah, did you see? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That movie that that, that year kind of got me pissed off at Spielberg for irrational reasons. It seemed mm-hmm. like he was just Oscar grabbing for 
best animated, and then also War Horse came out that year, so it looked like he was also going for best feature. Mm. And I was like, Spielby, what are you doing, bud? You did Jaws. Mm. Come on. I know. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted that to do better because they, they conceived of it as a trilogy. Mm. And the idea is that they kind of alternate mm-hmm. who's going to be producing, who's directing. So yeah. I was waiting for Peter Jackson to get a shot of the directing chair for our next adventure. Yeah. But I And there was talk about it maybe still happening, but I have not heard any new updates about that in hmm. years. So I got to imagine it's not happening at this yeah. point. Because I'd mentioned if they were to come back from it, I mean, it's been you know six six years since it, and it'd be at least another two, probably. So I don't know if anybody's going to be happen. that excited about it. Which is a oh, shame. Yeah, that too. Um, you heard that news, right? What? Uh, the actor who played Lafayette in True Blood passed away. Oh, yes. Someone brought that up. Uh, yeah, Nelson. Is it pronounced Alice? I think so. Uh, yeah, he had, it said, a heart condition at 39, uh, which I'm like, aw. Uh, yeah, loved him on that show. Uh, Adelia agrees with uh, what we were saying there about mm-hmm. Tintin. Yeah, it's, uh, the movie was disappointing. And, uh, oh, I, I, we also read above that we've got Diash saying, I have a bad feeling for Dunkirk. I thought the trailer looks good. That'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, why, uh, yeah. Oh, why the bad feeling? The trailer stressed me out. Right? But it the, is kind of stressful. The trailer gave me some serious movie anxiety. And I haven't yeah. felt that since I saw Punch Drunk Love. Now, what do you mean? almost gave me a heart attack. It was just like the, the constant ticking in the, in the soundtrack. Oh, and the way yes. That, that, and, the, and the way that it was cut around that to give you a mood of like anxiety okay. around, these, around, around the trailer, around these sure. soldiers. Really, this, I was, it really unnerves me for an, uh-huh. for an unnatural reason. And it's probably not at all how the movie's going to play out. Yeah. It's probably just a trailer. Yep. But uh, it, in the same vein, it's like, well, that you know, that's what's trying to get me to watch the movie. And right now, it's not wanting me mm-hmm. to get to watch the movie. Mm. But, uh, but it, it, does it get you excited to see the movie? Or you're like, no, no thanks. Nah, not really. I mean, on, on the other hand, also, I'm not a huge fan of Christopher Nolan. Um, but that's just my preference. So, I mean, I might see it. Uh, I might not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I think you'll see it for this show, Neil. That's what you'll do it for. You do it for the fans. Well, then let's hope I lose the bet. <laughs> Just bet bet $1, Neil. Alvin's pointing out that we don't really have much of a bet going on this time. No, that's true. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, sadly <laughs> going like, to be nope. War of the Planet of I think uh, the 21st, though, next week. Uh, or actually next week when we're going to be gone, but we can do... Wait, we're here next week. Or we're, we're for we the next week's more. box office bet. Oh, yeah. By the time we... Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Uh, but before we get into our official box office bet for War of the Planet of the Apes, we've got to yes. do our, our top five for next week. So, of course, War for the Planet of the Apes coming in at 3,800 screens. Uh, Do we think that's going to be, uh, I mean, we're coming to the end of uh, like of a trilogy. Do you think that's going to be exciting enough to knock Spider-Man off number one? No. Yeah, I agree. I don't think so either. Because also, okay, it's also, I, I would say well, the problem with War of the Planet of the Apes is like depressing, heavy war movie. Spider-Man, fun, action entertaining like people culturally at certain times are like not as excited to watch so i think you know it's escapism in terms of going to the movie so i think spider-man people are like yay this is going to be something fun i think war of planet apes is like oh, heavy you know well yeah but you want to see the ending to the story and people really uh, well, been enjoying yeah, it but so i far. meant like not making it number yeah. one hmm. i agree no. carrie i think i think i think you're exactly right i think people are gonna just want to Escape for a little bit, mm-hmm. and they can't real. I mean, they they can sure they can do that in uh, in War for Planet of the Apes, 
but it's so much easier with Spider-Man. Right. And it, it'll it'll happen a lot quicker in, in as far as the movie going experience happens. Yeah. Like I, I think you'll okay, I'm gonna go with Spider Man's number one. Number two is War of the Planet of the Apes. I'm gonna wait. Spider Man, War of the Planet of the Apes. Mm, Despicable Me probably is gonna still hold on to three. Uh, I want to say Wish Upon's gonna do well because we haven't had a horror movie in a little bit. I don't think it's gonna no. Be. I don't think so. But okay, then Baby Driver and Wonder Woman. <laughs> Neil, do you do you differ on that assessment? Yes, I do. I actually have uh, the same top two with uh, Wish Upon at number three, mm. and then uh, Despicable Me and Wonder Woman. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, I think I'm gonna. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not feeling that uh, that vibe from Wish Upon. I don't think it's just gonna. Although it's, it only has to do better than well. One of them is at ten million right now. It's going to drop down to play between six and seven for the following week. So it's only got to do better than maybe that. I'll be the one who doesn't know it's not there. You know, I'm going to go with Carrie. I'm going to go with Carrie Lane. I'm going to go with you. I'm, I'm going with Carrie Lane. She, you know, I'm riding. I'm, I'm hitching my wagon to your star. Oh boy, that's right. So yeah. all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting ready though, to do the box office bet though, and of course that's going to be for mm. War for the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as always, the box office bet works that we're going to be betting. Usually on a film chosen by you at the box office, you in the, uh, the chat, but since there's only really one film coming out for a big, huge, wide release, uh, we're just going to be betting on War for the Planet of the Apes. Or I keep calling it War. Uh, and so, uh, we're going to all bet. Whoever's closest gets the bragging rights of being prognosticator amongst prognosticators. The loser, the one that's furthest away from its actual box office gross its opening weekend, will have to go see the theater, see the film mm-hmm. in the theater, and tell us all about it. Now, just for your information, yes. Carrie and Neil, for yeah. those of you watching and listening at home right here, uh, for the first two in the, the trilogy here, Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, uh, Dawn did $72.6 million its opening weekend, and Rise did $54.8 million. So, okay. uh, a little bit of diminishing returns in terms of that. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, what, you, what was the last one made? How much? Uh, the last one made 54.8. So, okay, it's opening fine. weekend. Uh, end results are pretty close to each other in terms of what its lifetime gross was, but... Uh, a little bit of a difference in its opening weekend here. So, Corny says 75. Uh, I want to say it's D8. I feel this is like a test for your eye exam. DH <laughs> says 83.5. Stardrew is 60.70. Come on, guys. No, Star- no, Stardrew. No, Stardrew, you can't do always that. Always no. Gap. Hard number, Stardrew, every week with Yeah, this. True Samurai <laughs> says 82. Ooh, 82. Uh, I can't. Joyson says 78. Delia says 58. Mm. Uh, I... Oh, actually, it's that's number one. What was... Okay. Spider-Man you know did. what? I'm going to... Probably low, but it's okay. All right. So, yeah, Spider-Man came in 117. So, even if it dropped off, uh, or it's going to be... Uh, yeah. Zayas says 85. What? I- uh, and Neil, do you have a number? Sarah says 81. I do indeed. Yeah. And Jack, 75. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like... Uh, Go ahead, Neil. Spider-Man's got a, a good uh, good word of mouth. It's, the yeah. review's been doing well, so I feel like it's going to have... It's not going to have as big of a drop-off. It's coming in right. the second week. No. Uh, so, I'll let the, oh, all right. So did, last one did 54. Ooh. I know, right? I'm teetering because I'm like, well, does that mean it's going to keep doing worse? 
Or is it better because it's the conclusion? It's not the conclusion, though, right? Well, yeah, this is oh. at least for uh, Caesar's story. Okay, it's the conclusion. So, Gosh. but that's tough. I mean, it could pull like an, uh, like the Tobey Maguire Spider Man's, where first was great, second opened kind of a little lower, even though it did yeah. better in the end, and then third opened up huge because everybody goes like, "Oh my okay, gosh, fine. the second was so great." Go but little. still, yeah. Oh. Rohan says sixty-three. Ren says seventy-seven. All right, I'm going to stick with this. Okay. All right, uh, Neil, you good to go, sir? Yes, I am. All right, would you like to reveal your bet? I would love to, Frank. My bet for War for Planet of the Apes opening weekend is $68 million. Ooh, okay. going big. All right. Bridget yeah. says 65. Uh, Carrie Lane? 60. Ooh, I went 48. I, my first thought was 50. First, I thought 40. Yes. Then I went 50. Then I went 60. And then I was like, 45, fine, I'm just going to stick 60. Damn, 60. Nabbit. I know. Wow. I that. Well, you're safely, oh, you're safely in, the, in the middle there, yeah. Gary. Oh, yeah. That's true. Good point. So, uh, I'm trying wow, to... all right, man. This is going to be an interesting bet. And Spider-Man was 117, right? Yes. I, I'm going to be looking. It was all stall, guys. We didn't look at our uh, who got the closest for last week. Oh, that was me. No, um, people out there. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we'll talk about that because, yeah, we want to be, want to be able to... Because, uh, oh, yeah, we were promising a phone call. I don't think we're going to get that, but... Um, we got to get our act together better here on Box Office Breakdown because that was only something we, we didn't even talk about before. Like, oh, yeah, we oh, got to well, get a phone we call. We can find it and see. You know, that's because yeah, next week is our exciting summer hiatus. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Let's all right, see. we're going to get our act together. We're going to make sure we do this. All right. Um, Neil, do you have stuff to write numbers down? I was like, Ooh. I don't have something right yes. now. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay, uh, well, let's see if we have anybody close. We're a well-polished machine. Above. Scrolling through. Well, here, I will call it out, and then people can say it. Because I'm like, I can't remember. Or someone would be like, that's closer. Uh, CJS Spiker says 111. I feel okay. that might be the closest. Uh, Archit says 123. Stardrew said 136. Cameron said 107. Sarah said 125. Uh, Vigilante says 190. Ooh, Vigilante. Tau said 125. Uh, Straight Edge said 138. Mm, that's not a number. Da, 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 da. And Jason said 128. So it looks like the first one you read I think was our... 111 uh, is yeah, closest? 111 no, I think the... it was Tau, 125. Mm. For if it's one seventeen. Oh wait, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One eleven. Yeah. Well, All right, I mean, so that would be CJ Spiker is our closest person with one eleven. I mean, if we want to be technical, guys, it's one hundred and seventeen million. Yes, so that's six fifteen thousand. So, yeah. Well, one twenty three is closer than the one twenty five. That's true. So that that is which that's only six. From a 111, so I feel like it's a little less than six. So that whoever's 123 is actually closer. And then 111 is just fifteen thousand dollars short. Ooh. Wait, 111. I cannot do because 111 is 17, uh, 117 is six, but there's actually a fifteen thousand. Wouldn't that be a? Oh, okay. So then, if you're going, so it's uh, actually. Would there be five difference? Not Alvin brings up a good night. point. We should yes. uh, wait for the actuals. To come in. Um, 
Alvin, as always, the, the voice of wisdom. All right, fine, but, we'll do that. And I'm like, <laughs> it's too... I'm not great with numbers normally and late at night. I'm not going to happen. That, that, it's a recipe <laughs> for no. disaster. Yeah. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, just uh, uh, we're going to talk we'll about that next week. Next yes, week. we'll look for next week. You know, we, we should yeah. really... Uh, we'll amongst the three five. of us. Yeah. Yes. We'll do it. Well, we, 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 we should do a phone call. We have not done a phone call yes. in this iteration of Box Office Breakdown. Yes. So we should do a phone call next week. Yeah. Or we could do a couple for feeling so uh, so so bold and fortune favors us with some excellent callers like you listening to us and enjoying us in the chat live. It'll be our summer party. That's right. Uh, yeah. So uh, Carrie and I we're, uh, and Neil, we're going to be taking a couple weeks off from the show. Carrie's going to be, we're both going to be at Comic-Con. Woo-hoo, and Carrie's Comic-Con. traveling, uh, doing some videos, some traveling with some family. I'm going to be out on a production for a few weeks after that as well. So we'll both be gone. So we thought we'd take a little downtime. Mm-hmm. We'll be at Back up and running, though, uh, August 6th, with just myself and Neil. Carrie will be joining us in just a couple weeks after that, yes. when she's back from her cool worldwide jaunt. Actually, Frank, it'll be just you and some engineer on August 6th. That's the day I get married. Whee! Well, I thought you said no, because we already talked about this before, Neil. You said you were going to come in rather than celebrate like a honeymoon. <laughs> you were going to come here to enjoy the show. <laughs> we had already talked about this, Neil. Please. Oh, I forgot our conversation. You're yeah. right, Frank. I'm my travel plans. And I'm going to come in here, and I'm going to engineer a show. Well, right. August is a good month because that's my birthday month. There so. you go. You good know, choice, right. Neil. Good choice. I'm making the executive decision there. We're probably just going to take uh. three weeks off then. We'll make our hiatus there because, you know, we got to have it. And Neil, you're doing a honeymoon Actually, right we'll, yeah, we'll come back right not, after not my right, birthday. Yeah, Not okay. right away. Uh, we, we, we honey later. And you moon right away. Later. But you I moon, actually, I'll be, the out the, I'll be out the following Sunday for other reasons. Okay. I should really get you guys my schedule. Yeah, I know. We need, we need all chat. As always, Black Sabbath it's Breakdown. It's summer. Is crazy. It's so a much well going on. Here. But that, you don't even come here to talk about us trying to get our act together. What you came to talk about was the movies. Yep. And we've done that. We've talked about the movies. Thank you, everybody, for hopping in the <laughs> chat, sharing your thoughts. We appreciate it there. Uh, you make this show, as always. We cannot stress that enough, how much fun you make this show to do. So thank you for joining mm-hmm. us every single week. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you want to continue to enjoy this, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Throw a thumb up at it. Throw a, throw two thumbs up if you feel so Well, inclined. technically two negates your first one, so got to do three. Well, then you gotta, then you got to do three. <laughs> you got to go do three thumbs up. That is <laughs> very thumb. true. Thumb. Uh, yeah, and if yeah. you're uh, watching this even after the show is aired live, feel free to comment, down, as Carrie so eloquently points. Down below. Do you have a question you'd like to ask? In addition to just your box office oh. speculation? Uh, do we have any ones this week? What's a random superhero that has no movie yet that probably won't get one that you would want to have one? Mm. Like, not the big ones that already have it. Like, we're talking some more underground or underrepresented superheroes. Neil got very excited about that project. He got so excited. He's like, oh my gosh. There you go. <laughs> uh, Speaking of Neil, if, they, if you want to uh, share your thoughts about which superhero you'd love to see, uh, Neil, where could they find you? Uh, you can find me at places where people can be found at the Neil Plumley, T H A N E I L P L U M L E Y. Let's have a good time. And thanks for all the crowd and congratulations I'm seeing in the chat. I appreciate it, guys. Oh, look at that. Carrie Lane, how about yourself? Yes, uh, you guys can find me online on Twitter and Instagram, continue the discussion, and see fun, weird photos and videos. And I just posted a new updated hosting reel on my Twitter, so you can watch that. Though this episode did not make it in, um, not, uh, but Frank so. is in my reel, guys. He is in it. Oh my what? gosh! What? This is the first I'm hearing of yeah, this. Whatever. Holy cow! I can't <laughs> believe this. A couple other after buzzers made it in too. So, uh, yes, you can. F- that would be at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And Comic Con is quickly approaching, which is crazy. 
Oh my gosh. Well, speaking ah, of that, ah, uh, yes. Carrie loves to cosplay when she goes on to Comic Con. But you know, maybe she's you know thinking about ideas. She maybe she needs a little brainstorming, a little help oh, no. to get the wheels flowing. <laughs> Feel free to tweet <laughs> Carrie Lane your ideas of what oh. she should cosplay, cosplay as at Comic Con. Now this is going to be cost cost of cosplay, so don't don't be throwing ideas about like you know she's got to go and buy all these ridiculous. Oh yeah, things no, to I don't make have money or time to go buy stuff. Exactly. So things that she could easily do using stuff found around home. So I'm curious to see what uh, what our fans would oh suggest boy. would be great cosplay uh, choices for you. Yeah, well, uh, we were since you're going there. No, I, I was gonna say one that I've thought of bringing back because I did it a few years ago. That I'm like I'm pretty sure I have everything is do my Tomb Raider cosplay again because that one was pretty cool and it'd be fun to do as well. But I don't know yet. I need to email them. There might be an opportunity with a costuming booth that works there. That was like, hey, if you're going to on Scram or Talent, and I'm like, I need to email them. Oh, awesome! Look Maybe because then that'd be like, if any of their suggestions, I'd be like, well, actually, they have them. Yeah, that'd be we'll perfect. We'll find out. I'll uh, let you know. Oh, things we'll right. find out. We'll be able to update you on next week. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me or not. You know, this is your choice. I'm not going to force you to. I mean, I'll cry if you don't. But I mean, that's completely your choice. Mm. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie, folks. Ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us here. We'll see you back here next Sunday for the summer finale. Maybe? Yeah. yeah. Summer Summer hiatus. Summer hiatus finale. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Box office breakdown right here on Popcorn Talk. See you next time. Go watch a movie. Go watch two. (laughs) From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.